intrepid architects out there. If you believe design can change the world, then you've found your humans here on this show, Architecting. My name is Angela Mazzi, and I'm an architect and career coach who's figured out how to live my passion while claiming a successful architecture career and lifestyle. This show is about the architect as a person and will help you bypass the status quo traps in our profession while teaching you how to make an impact in your career. We need to stand in our power as architects and use our skills to make great places. If you're with me, let's get architecture. Hi friends, it's Angela here and Today, I wanted to talk to you about the pattern interrupt. I hope you enjoyed the earlier podcast this week with Stephen Drew, where he talked a lot about what is the future of practice. It involved a lot of things that most of us aren't very comfortable doing. It involved looking past the obvious choices, the taken for granted and take you for granted ways that firms are structured, the getting stars in your eyes with fame of firms rather than the substance of the match between you and that firm, and most of all, the importance of networking. And we've talked about it a lot on this show, how important it is to get out from behind the excuse of busyness and to really think about what matters to you and be willing to put your time there. As I've often said, we make time for the things we really want to do and we make excuses for everything else. I bet you could see that if you looked at a typical week for as busy as you claim you are, I bet you made time to binge watch something on Netflix or spend time playing a video game or read some trashy magazine. If you could make time for those things, you could set aside an hour or two of your week to commit to something that's going to advance your career. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say it's all work and no play. Our brain needs the downtime of the things that are not really substantive, that are just fun, and that's okay. But if you're finding that you spend more than eight to 10 hours a week doing that kind of stuff, I would just challenge you to take one or two of those hours and repurpose them to something different. Now, in theory, you might be nodding your head and going, yeah, yeah, I get it, but you won't do it. And the reason it will seem so hard to do this is that you're in a pattern, a habit. It's easy to do what you're doing right now. Whether you're happy with it or not, whether you'd like a change or not, doesn't require any mental effort to be in a routine. However, a routine can also become a rut. So it's really important to gut check your routines from time to time. And I'm going to ask you to do it right now. Look at your typical week and your typical day. What routines, like maybe a morning meditation, are serving you? And what routines are maybe not the highest and best use of your time? And then I want you to challenge yourself to do something different, to interrupt the pattern. 
Pattern interrupt is something that will start with these outside behaviors, but will begin to start to impact how you think about things. So while you might not be comfortable with doing something like making a commitment to putting yourself out there as a subject matter expert, I bet you could make commitment to join a group, whether it's a nonprofit or a business-related organization, and be on a committee and meet for an hour once a month and maybe do another hour to two hours work in between meetings. That's three hours a month. But what will that do for you in terms of putting you on the path to something you really want, in terms of helping you see beyond the myopia of the place you work and the people you see every day and the clients you're used to dealing with. What different perspective might you get if you do that? And what will that bring back to the pattern? What will change in the pattern because you were willing to expand your vision? I bet you'd find quite a lot. So if it feels too hard to change a habit, I hear you. We're all tired. We're all feeling overwhelmed and burned out a lot of the time. Modern life is busy and challenging. And the easiest way for our brain to cope is to form neural chain-linked pathways, otherwise known as patterns. And those patterns, those habits are really hard to break because you literally have to rewire your brain's circuitry. And guess what? That takes effort. And not just effort one time, but sustained effort over time so that the old connection kind of fades away and the new one becomes the go-to link. But that kind of pattern interrupt, sometimes we just don't have the bandwidth to do that. So I am going to suggest that you do an outside job in order to create the inside job you really want. Outside job means look at your schedule, look at what you're doing with your time over the course of one week. Choose one or two hours that you could redirect to something else and then go do it. Even if it feels like you're just going through the motions or taking up space, you made a commitment to yourself. And that's the first step in making a new pattern. Over time, you'll find that it gets easier and easier to not only carve out that time in your week, but to fill it meaningfully with things that are making a difference and are impactful. And you'll see how just a couple of hours a week, it doesn't take much, can completely reset your brain, re-image your self-image, and put you on the path to being the person you always knew you could be. And what really is a pattern? It's a story. It's a story we're really comfortable with. And it's what our mind tells ourselves. And those stories are rooted in limiting beliefs. So when we say, I'm too busy, what is the story behind that? For some of you, it might be, I'm afraid to put myself out there. So I'm just going to focus on everything else on my to-do list and make that the priority instead of my career. 
For somebody else, the story might be, I'll never get ahead, so why bother? For yet another person, the story might be, I don't believe I can do it, and I'm afraid of being vulnerable. So you can see how we've all got limiting beliefs about our self-worth, about what's possible for us, about where we really can go and how much we really can shine. Those beliefs form our daily narrative, the story we tell ourselves, and you'll see it in your language, the things you say all the time. And bet if you were to write down some of the things that you expressed in a day, be really, really surprised how much of your thoughts are repetitive and how much of what you say comes from these old stories that just get told over and over and over again. And the negative thinking behind it, every time you say, I'm too busy, you're shutting yourself down. Every time you say, I'm overwhelmed, you are welcoming that in. Every time you say, I'm exhausted, that's how you define yourself. And you're telling others that that's how you define yourself. Who wants to give an opportunity to the person they know to be exhausted, overwhelmed, and too busy? Would you? So why would anyone else? This is the pattern interrupt, is to catch those limiting beliefs that lead to the story that leads to the negative talk that becomes a self-perpetuating reality. To help you with this, I put together a workbook, is really what I call it, based on the top four limiting beliefs that I see architects have. These basically come down to competition, which is lack-based thinking and scarcity kind of a mindset. As far as competition goes, I recently read this absolutely brilliant quote that Jeff Bezos, the leader of Amazon, gave. He said, don't be afraid of our competitors. They're never going to give us money anyway. Be afraid of our customers. Now, what does that mean for architects? Well, it means we should be focused on what is going to serve the people that use our spaces and help our clients see how that focus helps them so that the project is meaningful and relevant. It doesn't matter what the firm down the street is doing. It doesn't matter what the project team next to you is doing. What matters is that final product and what it does for people, how it changes their experience, how it makes them better. As long as you do that, the rest is irrelevant. Another big limiting belief is validation, because we start to see that as the only way we can be successful. Being seen as successful is only when other people can somehow recognize it, and anything or everything else you do doesn't matter and doesn't count unless you got recognition and validation. They are fears about self-worth. Those are very closely linked to salary and benefits and promotions and opportunities. This feeling that you don't have a right to ask for more, that you're lucky to have what you have, that it would be arrogant or selfish 
to have expectations beyond where you are is a huge limiting belief. The last limiting belief that just undercuts so much is this idea that we cannot fail, that if we were to fail, we will never recover from it, that we cannot really take risks, which I find completely ironic given that we work in a creative profession and all we do all day is iterate. And what is iteration? It's testing things, most of which fail in big and small ways until you start to develop some momentum around things that work and begin to provide solutions. We don't let ourselves fail. We're afraid to take the bigger risks because we don't view it the same way as making a program fit in an area. We view it as super high stakes, high level, world ending if I can't do it, putting myself out there in a way that I will be mocked and ridiculed and never recover from unless I can be a total success. And you can see how that holds you back too. It's the chances you won't take. The times when you say no to the things that would have benefited you by saying yes. The opportunities that you will watch slide past you because it's safer to stay where you are than to go somewhere new. If you are interested in exploring some of these limiting beliefs further, please download the workbook. I have the link in the show notes and I call it Flip the Script because it really is about rewriting your story, completely upending all of those old patterns of the limiting beliefs so you can have and claim the life you want, not the one you think you have to live because other people are doing it that way or somebody told you that was all it could ever be. Definitely get that. It's totally free. It is not a gimmick. I'm not trying to sell you anything. If you're not already on my mailing list, it will put you on my mailing list. But do not fear. I only send one email a week. There's nothing to worry about there. I'm not going to spam you and start sending you multiple emails every day. And the one email I send relates to the podcast themes that week. It's short. It's to the point. It's funny. Gives you some other insights you might not have gotten if you had listened or if you hadn't listened points you that way to quick read or you can just delete it so don't be afraid of inbox spamming i will not overcrowd your inbox but i would love for you to download flip the script and i would love to hear from you about the ways that you are seeing your story start to change because you've taken a closer look at this and you've really worked on that pattern interrupt Hope you enjoy the rest of your week and I'll see you next time. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. I was inspired to create a special gift just for this audience called Flip the Script. You can download it using the link in the show notes. It's a workbook that explores four of the most common limiting beliefs of architects with space for you to write your own reflections so that you can get over these quote-unquote truths of the profession once and for all.
I hope you enjoy it. It is absolutely my gift to you. And again, you can find the link to download it right in the show notes. Can't wait to hear what you think. Until next time, stay inspired.